so I I just asked Aaron if he's ready to record, and he he usually says yep, and we just kind of silently wait <laughs> for my awesome intro. Um, but there, I, I just asked him, and then there's just silence because I'm looking at my notes, and what's becoming a regular basis on this podcast is I have no intro. <laughs> I I like I had some things written down, but I, I feel like they're less intro-y, and they're more uh, they're more like just regular etc stuff. Like like right. like the intro is kind of like a place. Where I get to break free of whatever the heck it is that we do, and just talk about ran like really random like like I was thinking about this even right. though it has nothing to do with anything. Although I have to I have to pat myself on the back because I think some of the most insightful things on this podcast come in that intro. Um, I I don't know about you, but that's, that's just my feeling. Most original for sure, right? Because it's not just there repeating. You go you know, what, uh, what's out there in the news. It's original yes. content. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, valuable, questionable, but original, even that's a little bit questionable, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> original enough. Welcome everybody to the ETC podcast, your one-stop pod for entertainment, technology, and cars and all things random. My name is Casey Lee and sitting across the city from me as always is Aaron Sedenkar. It is Thursday, April 22nd, 2021, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the season finale of season seven of the ETC podcast, episode 66. This episode is going to leave you wanting more, not because it's so good. But because we have just nothing to talk about. So. <laughs> yeah, based on based on that intro, perfect timing to you know. I, I think yeah, yeah just season, to season. cut it loose. <laughs> um, but you know what? Yeah. you know what? I, what I ha- and and I I hate constantly reminiscing about old episodes because it really is a sign yeah. that we have nothing new to talk about. But I do have to say, like like ever since we announced the the season finale, and ever since we did the grand big E episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we we've gotten into some cool long unfiltered Casey Lee, Aaron Sedanker discussions. Like, yes. like at the potential cost of losing our 11 listeners, <laughs> we just wanted to just talk yeah. and talk. Yeah. Um, but it has been a good season. It is Earth Day today, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Right. So happy Earth Day happy to Earth all the Day. Earthlings listening. All the Earthlings. You know, <laughs> normally our audience, you know, is full of Martians yeah. and Jupiter. Jupiterians, um, <laughs> but uh, to, yeah, all the Earthlings that are yep. listening, uh, definitely check out episode sixty-one, the big yeah. e episode. If you didn't, if you didn't check it out before, but that is not what we're here today to talk about. Today, we're here to talk about lots of stuff. So let's let's get into the news here. So I want to start today with a rather surprising video that I watched. Actually, did you? Mm. Uh, actually, you know what? It's it's actually not that surprising. Well, it's half surprising, and and the other half that's kind of surprising is not really that surprising because I kind of figured like it would have worked after I thought about it for a second. But yeah. uh, do you know who Mark Rober is or Mark Rober? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, he's got a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, quite famous YouTube channel actually. And and FDK, uh, his big fame was probably his biggest fame was probably the glitter bomb, right? I think that was probably yeah, his that's biggest. right. The kind of vape-like yeah. package on the you know porch for someone to steal. Exactly. Ends up yeah. Being a, so a trap. 
So if you haven't seen it, like like basically this guy is a, is a for, former Apple engineer and NASA, I believe as well. Former NASA and Apple engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, started a YouTube channel uh, a couple years ago, maybe longer than that. Uh, and very much in the engineering realm and, um, you know, tech and, and learning and all this stuff. Uh, you know, great guy. Great, uh, great, great material. Um, like really high views. Um, everything from, yeah, like the glitter bomb that we just talked about to kind of thwart uh, porch pirates. Um, yeah. To uh, the squirrel video where he built an obstacle oh, yes. course for squirrels. That was a good um, one. All the way to <laughs> one of his first ones where he built a dartboard that you couldn't miss. So you'd throw a dart in the air and all these cameras and everything would calculate like yeah. where the dartboard needs to be. Uh, and then move the dartboard so that every time you hit a bullseye. So lots of really cool engineering products uh, and projects that he, he, he uh, thinks. So anyways, have you heard about his latest project? I don't think so, no. Okay, so 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 a video came out, um, I believe, a week ago, um, and uh, it it was about his son, actually. So what's kind of interesting is, uh, you know, like any smart YouTuber, he he's been not very public about his personal like family life. Now, what's interesting is he actually shows a lot of footage and 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 stuff that he does with his nieces and nephews. Um, you know, he does a lot. He does like when he does his like crazy things that he does, uh, he'll kind of involve his nieces and nephews. So, um, without even really thinking about it too much, I, I actually didn't think he had a son. I, I thought he was just like kind of this younger guy who, you know, had nieces and nephews, but it turns out he has a son and a son that's actually quite old, actually. He, he's pretty old. But, um, so one of the, one of the fears I think that he had in, in talking about his son is one, it's the internet and two, right. uh, his son is autistic. Um, so, you know, the combination of internet and how vicious the internet can be and, and autism and misunderstanding of autism can be, it's, it's really crazy. Yeah, definitely. So Mark Rober, or again, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he, he released a video talking about his son and, um, and autism and kind of, it it actually really opened my eyes to autism because I, I, to this day, don't really understand it. Um, but after watching this video, he, he did a pretty good explanation and, and opened my eyes to what autism is, which which is kind of interesting. Anyways. Really great video, great to watch. Uh, was trending number one on YouTube, millions of views, and I kind of watched it halfway through and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. You know, Mark Rober is one of these guys who, I, as nice as he is and as great as he is, there's a little bit part of me that I, I don't like 100% like, oh, I gotta watch all his videos to the end or whatever. So I kind of watched it and then it's like, oh, you know, that's kind of interesting. Maybe I should kind of watch it more to learn more about autism. And then, uh, so the video ends. And then halfway through, he's like, okay, that's great, but here's this other thing I'm going to do. And then he starts talking to the camera, and he's reading out. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm putting on this little thing. And then it cuts to another camera shot, and there's a guy in the back holding cue cards. And he's like, he's like, uh, oh, you know what? It's, it, it feels not so genuine as I'm reading these cards. And he's like, and the guy behind the camera is just like, just read the cards. And it turns out yeah. the guy who was reading the cards is actually Jimmy Kimmel. Whoa. So, yeah, so Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel comes out, and they both sit down on the couch, and so part of me was like, this is crazy, Jimmy Kimmel, but yeah. I, I remember Jimmy Kimmel's actually had Mark Rober on his show a lot of the time, actually, so, okay. um, but anyways, the two of them have combined to put together this massive uh, online fundraiser for autism. Awesome. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, 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 what's cool, whoops, what's cool is that it's all, um, it's, it's such a split of celebrities, because... Mark Rober is bringing in all the YouTube celebrities. So there's like Casey Neistat, uh, MKBHD, 
um, Mr. Beast, like you've mentioned Mr. Beast yep. in the past, like all these YouTubers are coming. And then Jimmy Kimmel is bringing kind of all, all traditional media, like yep. Conan O'Brien, Jack Black, uh, all these big celebrities. And so, yeah, anyways, so April 30th, they're putting on this big virtual uh, night of fundraising nice. uh, uh, for autism. And yeah, I just thought it was, it was a really cool blending of kind of, you know, new age YouTube YouTuber kind of celebrity and then combined with, again, like I, I love when those worlds collide right and cross because I feel yeah. like, un- unfortunately, YouTube can develop the... Because, I mean, you can become really YouTube famous without really leaving your house, right? Yeah, um, yeah that's a good point. <laughs> so, so it's kind of interesting when there actually is that kind of collide, right? Whereas, like, I feel yeah. like traditional media is very opposite. Like, you really have to be out there with everybody, right? So yeah. um, I can't remember the name of the fundraising uh, group itself. It's something like... Um, it has the word spectrum in it, and I can't... It's, like, next... Uh, I can't remember what it is exactly, but anyways, okay. really, check really cool. Check out the cool. notes, show notes. Check and... out the notes. <laughs> check out uh, check out the Mark Rober videos. It's an awesome video. And again, we yeah. are in time because it is before April thirtieth. So uh, check there out the fundraiser. Very timely. April thirtieth, Mark Rober. Awesome. Um, MCU. Yes, uh, we talk about the MCU a lot. Or as um, uh, as our friend Dave, I think, put it. What MSU or M? I think he's. <laughs> <laughs> Either, either, either he can't he can't speak and spell in English words, or he doesn't know what those letters stand for. Um, so it's finally come, right? It's 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 Asian time. It's what? <laughs> it's it's Asian time oh, I, in the MCU. I know what you're yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. the trailer dropped for Shang Chi, or I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, yeah, Shang Chi. So uh, the guy from yeah. Kim's Convenience is in it. Um, yeah, and a whole, he's, he's been in other, he's been in other things as well, but I, has he? I mean, at, at least as a Canadian, he's pretty well known for that. But um, okay, he, he, what? he's been in one yeah, or two movies, and every time I have seen him, I'm like, hey, it's a guy from Kim Kim's Convenience, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably yeah. is not giving him enough like credit. But yeah, yeah, I, like like we're not even giving him a name. Like, do you know his name? I don't even know his name. <laughs> Simu, right? Sim, is that how you say it? Um, I, I have no idea. I've never known this guy's name. I've never watched Kim's Convenience. I I barely knew this guy before <laughs> Shang Chi. Like I didn't re- like Sim Simu. I I think that's it. Um, okay. I'm trying to see what other movies he's he's been in. But uh, yeah, he's definitely he's been all, in 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 other things. He's, he's only been uh, in oh one Pacific of the Rim. He was he was in he was uh, no, in a very really? brief like like cameo or not cameo, but like you know as an extra and. In uh, the original Pacific Rim, uh, really? and he's been in a few, a few other TV shows as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, just as an extra, and um, he was in the like I think one episode of The Expanse, which is a, okay, a sci-fi yeah. show, um, which I really like. On uh, uh, it's on Amazon right now, but I think originally it was on like the network sci-fi. I think. Yeah, um, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, so he's he's been in a few TV shows. Uh, I'm trying to see what else here. Uh, he's taken. He, I, there's a TV show. I don't know. That's based off the, uh, off I the think movie. It was. Taken. Yeah, yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. He, he was probably also in like Kim's convenience, the movie or something like that. It was, it was there a movie. Was there actually no. a movie? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> joking. But the only things he's in is, is Kim's convenience. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's interesting because like I, I looked at some of the credits of this thing before the trailer came out and I, I believe it's an Asian director and a, a pretty like, like, large Asian cast, um, yeah. you know, which is, which is 
great, you yeah. know, obviously. Um, you know, so it's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it it's it's uh you know, I don't know, I don't know like how you feel about this, like as you know, an Asian. Like I don't know I've I've never been, you know, like like race is an interesting thing, I feel like when you're Asian, especially if you're you're like kind of grew grew up in North America. But um, you know, it's it's not like it's kind of cool. Like I'm like, hey, this this is kind of cool. And and I remember like there there was this movie a long time ago called like Better Luck Tomorrow. And it was like a bunch of like Asian Americans and it was a yeah. relatively big movie. And I was like, oh, this is this is kind of cool, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm excited because it's a new MCU movie. Um yeah. the Asian aspect is, you know, I feel like I don't know. I, I feel I don't, I don't know. I mean, how do you do you have any thoughts on this? The fact that it's Asian and you're Asian? I, and- I mean, I think there's a pretty like, again, I think a lot of this is based, um, you know, you'll hear opinions that are obviously heavily influenced by whatever your personal um, experiences has been. Right. Um, yeah. Because I know some people feel really strongly because, you know, if you've been personally a victim of discrimination. Right. Like sure. yeah. this is a pretty big deal. And I know that there's uh, especially in the entertainment industry. Right. I think acutely, you know, Asians in the entertainment industry, probably this is a huge win for them because a lot of them probably felt a lot of, uh, you know, discrimination. I know that there was a, you know, a lot of stuff that came out around, um, you know, you just not getting roles, right. Or cast it. Right. Um, and if you did, it was kind of the stereotype, right? Like you you got cast, like there was, there's very few movies where, you know, there's an Asian that wasn't specifically casted because they're Asian. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, and so I think this is yeah it comes down to personal history. Like I mean, you know, I've been fortunate enough to you know I think uh, in North America, in your lifetime, if if you're a minority, you're gonna face some form of discrimination, right? Yeah. But I would say that you know, um, especially listening to stories of a lot of other people, like I've been fairly lucky. Like you know, obviously have experienced discrimination, but not to the extent where you know it's it's maybe held me back right from from life or career. So I've been pretty lucky that way but yeah i could definitely see how this is a big win for um people that have right and and seeing yeah, that well, this is now yeah well and i think you know there's maybe a subtle like aspect to it with that that we don't we didn't necessarily experience but we like like because me and brent talk about this a lot where like um you know it's, it's about normalizing it right so it's like even though we we feel like maybe we weren't it hasn't held us back in any way you know the more stuff like this happens you know the more you know, Asian directors and Asian, you know, actors and all this stuff like that happens, you know, it, it becomes normalized that there are yeah. a lot of Asian actors and, 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 you know, so like, I feel like, you know, it, it's, it's, I've never really thought it would hold me back, but like, you know, th- there's, there are probably some, you know, reasons why I'm in an industry that is very typically, you know, that Asians pursue like engineering mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I tried the film industry and, and it didn't work out. Right. But like, yeah. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation. Right. And like, you know, especially with like all, all the stuff that's happening with like Asian, you know, uh, you know, racism and, and stuff like that. It's like, it, it's weird when you don't necessarily like when you don't necessarily connect with it, you know, it's not that I don't believe in it. And it's not that it's not that I, I don't feel for those people, but there, there is a still a lack of connection a little bit, right? With, yep. with the yep. way I've I've lived my life, and not yep. sorry, not the way I've lived my life, but the way my life has gone. I guess yep. is a better way to put it. So, yep. um, yeah. So Shang Chi, MCU, yeah, Asian. I haven't, I haven't uh, seen it, the trailer yet, but definitely. Uh, like, was yeah. this was this character? Um, like, it's an MCU, but is it? Do you know if it's connecting back to any of the the, the previous movies or anything like that? 
Not as far as I can tell, but knowing Marvel, they will, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, there's probably, like, somebody's going to show up. Um, you know, yeah. like, Doctor Strange has a lot of Asian kind of influence. Like, there was that big... Yeah. Well, there was, that, there was that big issue with Tilda Swinton being cast as... as <laughs> that, that, yeah. Right? Right, um, yeah. But, but maybe that's racist to think, like, oh, but just because Doctor Strange is in the Asian world and Shang-Chi is yeah. in the Asian world, that there's going to be some kind of crossover yeah. there. <laughs> Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Anyways, so that that's coming out September, actually. So, so okay. I feel like I feel like cool. the Marvel Cinematic kind of train is is running again. Basically, I think like I feel yeah. like the entertainment is whatever running. whatever phase they're in. I, I can't really keep. Yeah, track, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. You have, do you have any news? I mean, I you know at some point uh, we should probably get into the Apple event and and kind yeah. of uh, un, unpack that. Uh, a bit so um, is that, I, I mean let it. me ask you this is that is that part of your regular segment that we're hinting at or is that going to be not part <laughs> of your regular segment I feel like you just bleed into it so maybe we like touch on okay. uh, there's a few things so curious to get your thoughts and then uh, yeah there's maybe one thing in particular I'll you know kind of talk about later but uh, okay yeah sorry then before we do that why don't we do one last do your thing yes. for the season yeah do we um, we have uh we we do because I feel like we've nice. been neglecting a little bit and we kind of sneak it in and and Brody is nice enough mm. to actually do it regular for us and, <laughs> and we keep kind of ignoring do your thing yeah. and we keep telling people hey if you if you if you do your thing at us we'll talk about it and yeah. we're we're already dropping the ball on yeah, that yeah everyone so, who's not Brody take take a hint <laughs> yeah exactly all right so why don't we why don't we just squeeze this in here um, so time for our regular segment do your thing. Um, it's been like three episodes, right? Like it's been it's been a while since we like, since we done it. Like, yeah, there was one episode, like an episode two ago, where I just like yeah. s- quickly said, "Hey, there it is," or whatever. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple of episodes for sure. And and you know, so okay, so so from our good friend Brody, who by the way has thanked us uh, for so his supporting his film on the ETC podcast a, a week or yeah. so ago. Um, but anyway, so this is what he posts. Uh, Brody, do your thing. Uh, this the, the greatest thing about do your thing is when we actually don't know about this stuff. Well, I don't know about this thing. I don't know if you didn't knew about this thing. Um, so this comes from uh, courtesy of IGN. Um, okay, and uh, this was posted today at seven oh one a.m. Okay, so um, this is a, a very uh, you know in the moment do your thing. Yes, very yeah. fresh off the presses. Uh, you know, coming straight out of the oven here. Um, <laughs> you know. Kind of the kind of news that you you take out of the oven. It's so hot you drop it on the floor. And yeah, have to clean yeah. it up. It's that, it's that kind of news. <laughs> um, okay, I don't like when I can consciously like hear myself trying to be funny. I don't like that, and I feel like there I was consciously <laughs> trying to be funny, and it wasn't good. Okay, let's get back to the news here. Do your thing. Yeah. All right. IGN. Legos massive. 2314 actually let me backtrack a little bit mm-hmm. um how how do you remember how many pieces your your little astro train set was that Lego oh, thing yeah. you talked about mm. on the holiday episode i have no uh, clue i'm just curious to get a gauge of if 2314 pieces is large that sounds like, like a lot i think big, right yeah i think like a couple hundred pieces is even a lot so right yeah. okay yeah. So Lego's massive 2,314 piece R2D2. Oh, set. okay. That's oh, that was I was not expecting that. Okay. Yeah. 
will okay. launch on May 1st uh, for $199, I'm assuming US, uh, to, commemor- to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm, um, complete with a hidden lightsaber hilt compartment. Okay, that's um, cool. So this is a one-third scale R2-D2. I was going to say, it must be pretty uh, sizable. Yeah. It, well, you know, cool. like, in the picture, I got to admit, like, I always, I always find like scale, like when they when they say a one third scale, one quarter, like, whatever. Like I know yeah. it, it makes sense because it's like you know even like one quarter, it's like double and then double that, right? Like it starts to kind of get exponential a little bit, right? Um, but one third, it just doesn't look like it's one third, but it, it's got to be. So it's one third scale. <laughs> um, it looks pretty detailed. What I'm what I'm impressed by looking at the picture here is that. Yeah, it, it does look like it wouldn't be 2,000, like, it looks quite simple. So, I mean, there must be a lot of pieces and parts to it. Okay. Um, like I said, a hidden lightsaber hilt compartment. Yeah. Do you, do you know what yeah. a, I mean, I know, I know R2 shoots out his lightsaber to Luke. Uh, yeah. But, I, but what's, what does hilt mean? I mean <laughs> I, oh, sorry, I, hilt is, I think, it's just the actual, you know, the lightsaber itself. Um, you know, oh. like, when it's not... I don't know what you want to call it. Whenever it's not in use, right? Just, just like the, the portion that you would have, you know, on your belt or something. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Okay. Hidden. I don't know why they're calling it a hilt, but yeah. Well, it says with a hidden lightsaber hilt compartment. So it was yeah. Like, I mean, I, to make it clear that R two D two is not using the lightsaber. <laughs> no, just, no, no, no. Yeah, I know that. He's just but holding I, just, I didn't know it. what the word hilt meant. <laughs> I didn't know. Hilt yeah, hilt is just literally like if you had a if you had an actual sword, like not a. Yeah you know, mythical uh, Star Wars sword. But if you have an actual yes. sword, the bottom part that you're holding is called a hilt. Oh, yeah. oh okay, and, okay. And then the blade part is called the blade. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, I knew the blade part was called the blade. But <laughs> I, I, I would, so the handle is, is called the hilt? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that's, yeah. so that makes perfect sense. Like like that, where he stores the hilt. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the handle. Right, yeah. okay. Interesting, okay, cool. I feel like that's pretty. Yeah, it's very interesting that they had to go to that detail. I don't. I don't think Brody yeah. expected us to have a a discussion about the word hilt yeah. when, when he posted. This. Yes. Um. You know what's funny? I keep staring at the thumbnail, and the thumbnail says Lego reveals one third scale R two D two set, and I keep seeing one third as like one of three. So I keep yeah. thinking like, oh, is this going to slide to the next super slide rare or <laughs> one of three? Oh no, you mean no, three it's, it's, like parts. <laughs> No, it's, yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. This is one third <laughs> scale. It's not. It's not literally one of three yeah. pages or something like that. Yeah. So, um, okay. So thanks, Brody. Do your thing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a little anticlimactic, but very cool actually that this thing. Is, I, I is mean, I, I I almost like I, I don't know. When was the last time you you played with Lego or um, like I don't uh, know? Like, did you did you were you into Lego as as a kid? Did you have any? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I um you know every ever like like going to kindergarten, my very my earliest memory of Lego. Was going to in kindergarten. Um, so, do you remember? So, you know how Lego they had those wheels, right? There yep. was there was one that was like a very flat piece with four the four dots, four units. I'm gonna call them Lego units, LUs. Right. So four yeah. four LUs, <laughs> and then they had basically like um, very uh, like very small tires, and they kind of had either a white wall or a red wall. Um, and then there were ones that kind of have more like round, circular, almost like Mars rover type wheels. And so, okay. anyways, me and my colleagues—I don't know—we were friends at that point, kindergarten. Who knows? Um, <laughs> we would always, 
not fight over, but always race to get the ones with the little wheels. So all the way from yeah. back then to uh, I, I really got into the Ice Planet series at one point. Okay, yeah. And then that was probably it. Like like early in, as a kid, I remember yeah. once you figured out how to join one LU onto the top of another LU and you can make them flex. <laughs> like that was really cool. But yeah, big time into Lego. Like you, and I'm assuming you were with that with that I, train thing. Yeah, I mean that there's that, and then a little bit of like I think mostly other than that technic stuff. Um, mm. So I liked a lot of the uh, you know things that right. that were like motorized and and uh, right. you know you can kind of like control and and whatnot. So. Um, but no, I mean, it's like, I, I feel, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like, you know, uh, when we were kids, Lego for adults or as something that adults, adults were into, I, I don't recall that being much of a thing, but I feel like it is now. Like I have, I have a lot of coworkers and I know, you know, completely grown adults that are like super into Lego now. And it's more on the, you know, they have these Legos that are more kind of like you can put on display or they're kind of models, yeah. right? Like. Um, there's a bunch of like architectural ones, you know, like, you know, like the Eiffel tower and, yeah, totally. um, yeah, like there's really a bunch of NASA. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know if that is a more uh, recent thing well, or, yeah. Well, did you, did you also catch that? Like, at, at, I don't know. I don't think it exists anymore, but like for, for a brief, like maybe one season, uh, uh, what's his name was the host, uh, Lego Batman, um, Will Arnett. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was like a, as a reality series uh, about Lego builders and like oh, adults, cool. like building yeah. kind of complex like Lego things. So yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it, if it's that if that's a new phenomenon or not, or, or yeah. more. It's just more public now. Maybe more accepted. Maybe yeah, back true. when we were yeah. kids, adults yeah. playing Lego was like a like who are it was, you? It was, a nerd. <laughs> it was happening, but they didn't reveal it or they, they didn't talk about it. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So so maybe R two D two is is the uh, the thing that gets me back into it. You know, it's interesting because I mean, I feel like you've been talking about this like like for a little while, but kind of getting back into Lego and like, I, I could see it. Yeah, I could see like the I kind of I kind of like the idea of you know like building this stuff, but also yeah. like I feel like um like the, you mentioned that Technic stuff, I, like because I never got into the Technic stuff, and that that's pretty cool too. Actually, I feel like yeah, yeah building something motorized or something kind of like engineering kit or something that would be pretty cool yeah totally yeah um yeah i mean there's a there's a lego documentary actually i started watching briefly on netflix as well okay um and the whole lego culture it's like yeah it's it's pretty crazy actually yeah it's it's a yeah it's pretty insane um not to mention Lego movies very very good movies yes. although that being said i've only seen the first it, one have you seen the other two i mean it's, it's a it's uh I, I think i've seen two how many are there there's the there. two and then there's lego batman basically like okay yeah i think i've seen both of them, what the two, yeah. um, I don't forget what they're called, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's a really strong brand as far, as far as like, again, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a kind of toy, right. Um, yeah. that, that you got to put together, but, um, yeah, really strong brand, right? Like everything from, like you said, uh, media to there's like Lego lands right out there. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think they're like, I, I feel like I put them in the same category as a company like Nintendo that has like over time i think their brand is only on stronger and you know you've seen a lot of classic brands kind of just die out and take missteps and go in the wrong direction um i feel like lego is like lego nintendo they're one of they're some of the few brands that have uh managed to like keep the magic alive basically yeah i feel like lego even more so because i feel 
Like, I don't know about you, but I've watched some videos on Nintendo, like, in the last year or so. And, and apparently, Nintendo has a lot of sketchiness around them. And, like, their kind of secretiveness and their, like, avoidance of, like, what they do with environmental laws and all this stuff like that. There's, like... I did not know. This is going to ruin... This is going to ruin my, my childhood. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's some sketchiness like Mario was just a ploy for the oil company... Like, the oil companies or something. Something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, maybe maybe the same thing is maybe same thing can be said about Lego. I mean, they do produce a lot of plastic, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. All right, um, that's it. Do your thing, Lego. Tweet at yeah, us. Thanks, Brody. Uh, we we yeah, thanks, Brody. We may uh, you know like you can do your thing now, and who knows when we're coming back. So yeah, exactly. Right. You you miss your your chance. So yeah, where were you guys? All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. And we are back. So... So I can't tell if that's going to be actually in <laughs> in the episode or not. Hundred percent. So this is my thing. I want to I want to jazz up our our back message rather than saying like, and we are back. Like the exact yeah. same thing every time. Yeah. Got to jazz it up, right? Yeah. Right as we're about to end the season. <laughs> Got to <laughs> jazz it up. Um, uh, yes. So uh, if you want to get in contact with us, please email us at podcast.etc at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the ETC Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, like, smash that subscribe button. Do whatever you need to do. And if you want to visit our official website where you can leave a voice message, it's anchor.fm slash the-etc-podcast. Now it's time for a deep dive into what Apple News is on Aaron's <laughs> noggin. Yeah, exactly. If it's if it's not uh, you know some subject, it's... It, it's usually this, um, but yeah. I mean, we've been kind of lucky with a lot of Apple events. I feel over the last uh, few months. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. Yeah, so the latest Apple event, which is just on Tuesday. I don't know. Did you get a chance to check this out? Yeah, yeah. I was. I was very happy. First of all, that I was disciplined enough not to watch it during work. I was like, I right. want to focus on work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was lucky enough to say, like, I'm going to sit down and watch the whole thing. Yeah, I took over the TV and like yeah, yeah and I mean I, they've they've made that much easier, right? Like uh, totally, it's really interesting, right? I, I think I, I I swear like the events used to be longer, right? So I I, I don't know for sure. I, I I have to go back to see how long these events used to be. Um, but Apple, they're basically kind of perfecting this, like they're keeping it like basically exactly an hour, right? Yep. And you know, I think before you know the events were good, but yeah, like there's a lot of events where like if I didn't catch it live. It it wasn't good, like it wasn't quite good enough um, for me to necessarily watch the whole thing after the fact, right? Yeah. Whereas now, like they're so highly produced that it's actually you know it's enjoyable to watch it you know whenever, right? Um, yeah. And they're kind of intending it to be consumed, you know, as as almost a like a TV show, right? Like you're just watching an hour of uh, Apple. Um, but yeah, this is I think the third or fourth event um, I think that they've done since. Uh, the pandemic started. Has there um, been that many already? I, I want to say there's at least two or three because there was, there was a first, right. I think WWDC, right? Was, was, uh, was, and was um, that one. And that was in this kind of, it was in like the 
the circle yeah. and the and the whole crazy. Yeah, exactly. And then there was okay. definitely one in November. Um, yeah, the M1 announcement. Yeah, so I think at least yeah. three. Um, but anyways, they're they're getting really good at this, right? Like, um, yeah. it's crazy the production values, and like I'm I'm still blown away by how they're still showing new parts of the Apple campus, right? Like, yeah, like they're yeah, getting yeah, a lot yeah. of mileage out of out of that campus, and again, it's gorgeous, right? Well, it's it's so good. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So, yeah. so I found it. A little bit funny, the whole Tim Cook walking bit, like, like, it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. walking and talking and that yeah. whole bit. Um, but, you know, I have to say, like, like when when the first like one or two uh, keynotes came out and you were like, oh, the production value is so crazy. I was like, you know, the, I was like, it's professional, but I don't think really much better than, you know, your average professional, like kind of almost like documentary right. or whatever. This is the first time where they did things where I was like, yeah, of course they did something like, like not of course, more like like (laughs) as if they would do that because that is Apple, right? I'll I'll tell you the the one that really caught my attention, and it's it's not it's not the like it's not the Tim Cook thing, yeah. Um, Like it was literally the first time they like went into the grass, yeah, I know. And there's like that (laughs) bee flying. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like so unnecessary and so not related to what's yeah anything that's going on. But I was like, yeah, okay, well they have all the money in the world. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, and the whole like the the fact that the whole campus is is like like clearly they're probably not a lot of people working there right now, but it's still like beautifully maintained and like perfect yeah. right everything like so um, well how, how sweet like how sweet was it do you think for um that woman that presented the apple tv yeah like that's like i guess their smart home set or whatever yeah like that place is amazing right well <laughs> that's the thing even the i guess there's they must be sets right like yeah the sets are are like basically now, like like you look at it, it's like oh my god! It's like they would never they would never do that at previous events, right? Like yeah, they would just come out on stage or something, and, or maybe make a video. But yeah, some of yeah. these sets are just like yeah, I want to live there. Like it's yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. No. Uh, well, all right. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Well, I don't know. I mean, how I mean, how deep dive are you gonna go? Because there's, there's other things about the keynote that I'm like, oh yeah, that that is no. I mean, while we're on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Okay, uh, so so. I was blown away. Not blown away, but I was definitely like, wow, yeah, okay, you got it, you got it. Um, again, whoever their their advertising firm is or whatever. Yeah. So the AirTags commercial. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this is so typical product commercial. He's looking for his keys. Yeah. Uh, he's going <laughs> to he's gonna look at his phone and boom, he's going to find his thing. And then yeah. when he went into the couch, I'm like... Yeah. Yo, that is so <laughs> such a brilliant take on it. I was yeah. like so blown away by that. Yeah. Do you think? So do you think it's a like again? They're such a big company. I'm sure they do work to some extent with external yeah. studios. But yeah. I, I do wonder at this point how much of that is in house versus you know external. Well, I was surprised to to know that at least like uh, definitely before the pandemic, like like pretty recently, like I'm I I know that like well not for sure, but I do I'm pretty sure. That they were still working with external like advertising agencies and stuff like that. Like I think yeah. they were still like hiring like uh, people to do their commercials and stuff like that. Yeah. But maybe maybe with the pandemic, I mean, I mean Apple's bringing 
everything in house, right? So maybe maybe they're they're advertising yeah. too. So who knows? It's like just so creative. Like it's um, yeah yeah. Uh, so it was it was an interesting event. Like I don't know. Um, you know, obviously there's a bunch of things announced, a bunch of products announced. Um, it was interesting because like like again, I I, I like the fact that they are not afraid to just, you know, kind of start on a random direction, right? And like the, the opening, obviously, you know, um, they've, the last few events really kind of called out sustainability and what they're doing in the environment. So did that again, especially with it being, you know, Earth uh, Earth Month, Earth Day. Um, but then started with Apple Card, you know, which is kind of like, I wasn't expecting that. And I almost forgot yeah. because, up again, we're, we're in the uh, third world country of Canada where we don't, <laughs> we don't get certain things. Um, yeah, but yeah. that is like, Again, that's it's one of those products that I, I like. I don't know about you, but I would I would definitely use it. Like I would definitely be on board. With, oh yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I was excited and, when uh, I talked. I, about I almost it. forgot that it existed until yeah. you know Tim Cook announced there's even more things coming, which uh, you know I really want. But um, well, it's so funny because the the feature that he announced, I was like, hey, I've been in that situation because for a really long time I was on a joint, I was a secondary cardholder of my dad's like credit yeah. card account. Yeah. Uh, so all this thing about building credit, and I was like, oh, that's actually kind of useful. And that's again, like you know, not to, you know, obviously we're huge Apple fans, but I think there's something to be said with like, you know, no other company I feel is like thinks like that, right? Where it's yeah. again, if if you're a financial company making a credit card, um, you're obviously not going to care about you know your your customers' credit scores and stuff. You're not in that business, right? Um, yeah. But even if other companies that weren't you know you know, uh, credit card companies or banks did credit cards. I feel like, again, I, I can't think of any other company that would have that insight to be like, you know, um, no, like everyone who's using this should benefit, right? And again, it seems like such a simple concept to be like, yeah, why doesn't everyone just like, you know, if, if your name is on the card, treat it as if, you know, that's you and not whoever the primary yeah. card holder is, right? So um, yeah, just just a really smart way of, of thinking about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, something kind of relevant maybe for us, uh, a bunch of changes to, to podcasting. Um, I yes, don't know if you, yes. I was trying to understand this because I was like, okay, well, like, you know, it seemed like a UI update, but there's something about subscriptions and I don't quite, Yeah, I think mostly because like we are not, like we're nowhere close to like making any money <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of yeah, this, yeah. but it seems like it's a pretty big change, right? I know like Spotify has been doing some of this stuff um, uh, already because they're a paid service, but yeah, I wonder if this is going to mean, you know, paid podcasts, I guess on, on Apple. Well, you know, us being at the level that we're at, like they emailed <laughs> us right away after the announcement. Um, no, but we actually did get an email from, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's a mass email to every single podcast, right. like, uh, uh, creator. Um, but yeah, we, we did get an email about it and, and being able to offer like, you know, exclusive content and all this stuff, you know, through subscriptions. Yeah. Um, there was rumors that they were going to shut down uh, Podcast Connect, which is where you kind of manage like your podcast through Apple's stuff. Okay. Um, I don't even know if we officially have ours. I, I can't remember. Um, right. But yeah, so so I don't really. Yeah, I think I think the ex- to the extent is I think they're they're probably trying to. Well, you know, what's funny is is because like a- Anchor has been trying to do that for a while. Who's now been acquired by Spotify. Right. Yeah. Um, when Anchor launched, they always talked about being like the YouTube of podcasts where it's like, right. you don't pay, like the creators don't pay, but there may be ads and sponsorship, uh, things and stuff like that. Right. So I wonder if Apple is just trying to create more of a business model around podcasts, you know, um, yeah. you know, offering whatever. Yeah. Cause I mean, st- 
I think Stitcher does that. Like Stitcher has subscriptions and and or sorry. Okay. I think I think Stitcher you pay maybe per month and you, then you get access to exclusive content or something like that. Okay. Yeah, there's a few companies that that do it right. Like in Gimlet Media, I think has some sort of uh, or had some sort of like paid thing um, right. where you know you get some content for free, but. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, maybe next season, look, look out for our premium content. <laughs> um, you, get, you get more, you get more, uh, you get more, uh, Casey doing, uh, yeah. jingles. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Just, an hour, just an hour of, uh, <laughs> jingles. Um, uh, I, I'll skip over the purple news. Like that's, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I was like, I was very like, like, come on, like, what is this? Right. But, you know, like I would, then I kind of realized like, Hey, um, I wonder if this is going to be a trend. Like, are they going to, you know, um, you know, release new colors every, I don't know, like, I don't know what you call this, but I guess this is kind of in the middle of the cycle, right? Like, yeah. Like in the middle of the update cycle. Um, I mean, they've they've done that before. So I feel like that wasn't that surprising. Yeah, that's right. Like I feel yeah, you know they they've done like oh we've introduced well I mean I guess my, my product red stuff like yeah you know exactly. they definitely have introduced like a color you know randomly yeah you know, so yeah um, but I guess the bigger the bigger stuff that I guess we'll, we'll kind of get to now um, so they're finally updating the Apple TV which is <laughs> I, like I, again I can't believe I think the last one was twenty seventeen or something which just sounds like un, unbelievable. Um, not a huge update. I mean, I think like no. if you're, it, it's kind of like it's an update for the the nerds out there. Really, like yeah. all the stuff they talked about for the hardware itself is just like it's like super nerdy. Like you and I would probably be like, cool, yeah, let's 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 get this stuff. But very not very even, nerdy. Though. Like like I, I know I, yeah. I was like because <laughs> Apple TV is one of these things that I feel like I I I I want to hold on to like, as long as I can because because I just I, I feel like I can't like again I still have a really old TV itself right. And so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. very happy at how mediocre the new 4K <laughs> Apple TV 4K like like it's, it's such a well, mediocre update I find. Yeah, and and again like yeah, especially uh, you know in your case if you're not even getting the 4K benefit, it's not there's not yeah. a huge jump, right? Um, but the things that maybe are um, you know more significant uh, like don't even have to do like you don't even need the latest Apple TV, which is um, there's a new remote which actually looks quite a quite a bit like more usable right like um in terms of um you know the buttons and and kind of interface um but apparently that works with any apple tv and so yeah you can just get it you can just buy it right uh for, yeah. for any apple tv um and they have this cool thing where you can um with your iphone calibrate your your tv which is cool i think that i think that's, that was kind of cool yeah that was because that i think that'll actually improve you know again apple's in the business of how do you make something very accessible right because that type of stuff yeah. is very like like you and i and you know like i know um you know certain people with close relationships to us will complain about this sometimes but you know <laughs> <laughs> you and i are not afraid to dive in and like change settings and things like that right um yeah, yeah. but no one else does right and and yeah. so i think you know, uh, it's a cool little way Apple's doing uh, with their phone to, to you know adjust your color yeah. and brightness settings on on your TV. And, and you know, uh, and you know it'll be like because again, like ecosystem, right? You know it'll be so it'll be so easy, yeah. If you have an iPhone, right, to do that, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but the bigger stuff. So let's get into. I mean, we we touched on the Find My updates and Find My network. They finally yeah. you know revealed what they've been doing with with AirTags. Um, again, just, just like you, you mentioned the couch thing. So if you haven't watched it, 
Um, you know, AirTags are basically this little, like, it looks like a little coin. Um, again, really nicely designed. Apple has put a lot of thought in the, into, like, the physical design. You can get, like, engravings on it and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, the, the neat little video they showed was, you know, let's say you lost your, I think it was his keys, right? Um, yeah. You lost your keys in the house somewhere. It's in the couch, right? So the video starts with him, like, trying to get to work, whatever, and needs to find the keys. And it's like, oh, cool. He's, you know, it's making a noise because these tags will make a noise if you're trying to find it. Um, but not only that, like the, the one really cool tech thing here that's enabled by uh, a new kind of um, chipset in, in phone in their phones now is, you know, these are very directionally accurate. And so it's not just, um, you know, the thing will make a noise. On your phone, you'll actually see, and I think it's within a few centimeters accuracy, how far away it is. And there's a cool little like compass thing that directs you to it. So again, really like the implementation, I, like I, I didn't use tile a lot. And I, like, I think you have, right? Like you've used tile, but this, this implementation I, I didn't use it just, a lot, but yeah, I have experience with tile. Well, there's a big, there's a big like antitrust discussion now, like tiles raising, right. uh, with the air tags. So, yeah. and, and, you know, I don't blame them, but, um, yeah. So, you know, the, again, the user experience here, I think, is far above anything I saw from Tile, but I think that has a lot to do with this tech, new technology, right? Um, that yeah. that Apple has induced. Um, but then you know he starts digging into the couch, and then it turns into this like what you were talking about, this ridiculous sequence of like he's like falls into the couch into this you know uh, I don't know cave couch cave or, yeah. or whatever. Um, that's, really couch cool. cave. Yeah. that's the that's the key where it's like yeah like the walls of the cave are actually fabric which is like it yeah. was so cool it's like so really smart. really well done um but no it's just like again really well thought out um it's i i feel like this like airdags is, is an example of um you know you know criticize apple all you want but it basically perfectly plays into their strengths right like i talked a bit about the user experience and design of this but Again, like they waited, they could have probably have done this, you know, years ago, right? But they've done it in a way that they waited until, you know, technology was, you know, ubiquitous enough. Um, they just have like so many iPhones out there. And I think this is like such a perfect time for them to launch because, yes, you're mentioning kind of the, the potential data tracking or privacy concerns, right? But I actually think that Apple is in the best position now to do that, right? Because if you're going to trust anyone with this sort of thing, right? Like, you're not going to trust like like Facebook if Facebook launched something similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're not like like people are losing trust with that. I would even say Google to some extent, right? Like I, I think a lot of people wouldn't trust to the same extent. But I feel Apple can get away with. Um, so so a key part of how this works is anyone with an iPhone potentially. I don't know how the opt in works. Like I don't know if there's a way to opt in or out. But let's say you know you you put an AirTag in something you you don't want to lose, right? Or or kind of if it gets stolen, you would care about, right? So I don't know. Like some examples were um, bikes and stuff like that, or things like that. Um, let's say you lose it, you can say I've lost it or it's been stolen, and then any iPhone within range of whatever you know the, your AirTag basically can determine its location, which is kind of crazy, right? Like. Like that's insane. And again, they're not the first ones to do this, but I suspect like Apple from day one probably has a hundred times the users as Tile, right? Like, yeah, it's exactly it. Yeah, because tile, tile did have something similar. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. It. it like. It. I'm. I'm very. Cu- Actually, I didn't. I didn't even realize. Like. Like the other phones have to opt in. Is that. Is that true? Or I. Is it just- that is what I'm not sure about. I. But I. I suspect yeah. that. I'd be very surprised if all of a sudden every iPhone could do this. Like, I, I think yeah, there's something in Find My where, like, if you're using it, then other people, 
like can also leverage that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they said a billion devices potentially that, yeah, that can, you yeah, know, and, which is and crazy. I do think, I mean, again, it's, it's like that whole uh, medical study thing we talked about where it's like, like Apple's able to pull off really crazy medical studies because just the volume of iPhones that are out there. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, exactly. no, very, very like, I, I, it's funny cause I'm literally halfway through the verges review of it. And, um, I'm at the point where they tried this thing where, where one of their guys went out without an iPhone or anything. But th- this is the weird part though, because, cause they said, um, they were just going to go out there and put these air tags somewhere and hopefully somebody's phone would pick it up or whatever. Yeah. Um, so maybe it, it is not often. I don't know. Because like like yeah. the whole thing is that it's it's like encrypted end to end. So yeah. what I can imagine is that that data, you know, ends up in a central place, but only your phone can access yeah. that central data. And it's not right? pers- it's not tied to any personal information, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, if that's the case, again, if they're, if if they've done it in a way that doesn't require a lot of opt-in, then yeah, that's such a huge win, right? It's just like that—that's such a powerful network, and so um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Like, I—I I, I will say though, and maybe this is just because I haven't left the house really in the last year, right? <laughs> Go anywhere. I am struggling a bit with what do I put it in, and use cases for me personally. I don't know about you. Um, you know, like the, the most I can think of. This is kind of funny. Is um, putting it in my vehicle, <laughs> like, yeah. right? Because it's like, um, you know, I know newer cars, but especially like I have a really old, you know, like 1970s vehicle that has no, you know, tracking or anything. Um, Maybe a neat use case, right? And from a security perspective, if it ever ever gets stolen, you can kind of track it. But other than that, I don't know. Like, I don't even use keys anymore. Like, I don't know about you. Like, I don't really use keys. So, um, yeah, you know, it's funny. So for for me, like when I was thinking about tile, right, like. I was more living vicariously through others. Like I know people, you know, like who lost their keys regularly and, yeah. and that's who I give it to. And the only thing I could think of was occasionally I've lost a jacket or two in my life. And yeah. so just putting it in my jacket would be, would be really You almost great, want to like know? sew it into like, like yeah, certain yeah, yeah. clothes <laughs> and like your backpacks and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, um, yeah. The, the thing that, that didn't, I shouldn't say it surprised me because it's Apple. Um, but, but it's, it's a little curious. Did you look at the pricing of the AirTags and like the AirTag keychain? So I know like the, the AirTags themselves. Yes. I think it, you know, $30 or something like Canadian. And then you get a four pack, um, uh, for like a hundred something. Um, I, yeah. I'm not aware. I didn't look at the keychains though. Like I know that there's a, there's a uh, Hermes version, Hermes, Hermes, yeah. <laughs> which is not not that yeah. one, not that one. Yeah, but yeah. So the AirTag in Canada, I believe, is thirty nine dollars. Yeah, and the cheapest Apple keychain holder for it is forty five dollars. <laughs> like that, that's a pretty expensive tag at that point, right? For like, so so the good thing is third yeah. parties are already releasing their holders. I was gonna say, so yeah, Bal- but, yeah, yeah. Balkan has yeah. one for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, but like. The leather Apple AirTag holder is forty five plus thir- like that. Yeah. That's like a seventy some dollar. Air- like and it's more than the AirTag tag itself. Like yeah, that that's yeah. The, like you know like that's crazy. But again, it's Apple, so you're like oh yeah yeah. That's I'm know. almost that almost makes the AirTag itself seem like a good deal, right? Like yeah yeah yeah. That's um, why they did it. So yeah, I you know like I I almost want to buy one or two just to play around with it. Right, it's kind of neat. Like I feel yeah. like you get like I don't know if they're gonna open up 
you know, to apps and stuff, but I feel like you could make some pretty cool games and stuff with it too, right? Like I, I feel there's there's a lot of interesting possibilities here. Um, yeah. So so I think did, yeah. The, uh, sorry, did you hear that? Also, they're they're because like you could customize them, right? With like your your like that's right, emojis yeah. or letters and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Did you say did you see they've also had this whole fiasco around trying to ban like lewd like stuff on it? <laughs> like you can't put a horse emoji with a with a poop emoji behind it. Yeah, you it's. Know. I mean, have you like you know like uh, you can get any of their engraved stuff. You you can put emojis on now, right? So I don't know if you played around with it, but it's this weird subset of emojis, right? Like they like like you know they they <laughs> didn't they didn't allow you to do anything, right? So I like yeah. it, I can only imagine a team at Apple, right? <laughs> like and probably a pretty big team of really highly paid people. Just yeah, basically yeah. all they're doing is determining what is the like valid set of emojis, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Um, cool. So that's AirTags. Uh, I, so a pretty big iPad Pro specifically update. Um, I don't think there's a ton to say other than there's a really funny bit with Tim Apple pretending to be like uh, like basically straight from Mission Impossible, right? Like, like literally a scene, yeah. I think, right? It's even him taking off the, the, the mask, uh, yeah, fair the mask enough, fair right? Enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, so that was, I, yeah. what I will say, what I will say was awesome about that is, you know, I, I follow, I follow Apple rumors pretty, pretty, you know, like avidly. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't hear about that at all. Yeah. That the M1 was going to be placed in the iPad. Like that yeah. seemed like a, like a, really do you think, do you think like they, again, because I guess they're so big at this point, like, do you think they kind of like the whole like secret agent thing was actually playing on that? The fact that like they were completely hiding it. Oh, maybe. Right? Because, yeah, um, I, I didn't yeah. hear anything about this. It, was, it, was, it seemed, like, very well hidden, right? Like, there was... Well, uh, yeah, and, and it was such a good way that, like, like even before, like, like the, the couple split seconds before the super agent thing, I was, like, like when the guy said, like, oh, and the M1 uh, is not just benefiting Mac users. Yep. And I literally thought, like, what? Like, Windows users? Like, I was, that's what I was thinking at first, like, for a split <laughs> yeah. second. I was like, are they getting and back then, at, at the uh, the PC, <laughs> the the trader, Justin Justin Long, right? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Then, and, then, and then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, shoot, like, the iPad. And, yeah. and that was like, I mean, that that's crazy. Yeah, but genuine surprise. Like, again, hard ship. to be surprised, right, like, these days with... Yeah. with their product announcements but I, I was i was kind of surprised i didn't it didn't click for me either until literally he was putting it into inside right yeah, that yeah scene right so um i mean big deal obviously like i think like for a lot of reasons obviously like again one being you know i feel like the m1 is such a huge success for them and this is just yeah like the fact that so quickly they're able to put it into a you know um a device other than a mac like you know that seems pretty like a huge deal right um and, you know, it's just, again, I don't think anyone was, was like, I don't know if the leap will be as noticeable um, because the, the last iPad Pro, again, was at such a high envelope performance, right? I'm not sure there's going to yep. be that, that kind of difference, but I think it's sort of like, it's really cool to see them invest, right? Because, I, again, I, the thing with the iPad Pro, especially after the last, you know, uh, round of iPad updates, is it seemed like it was kind of like, it's you know, like other than the display and a few things, right? It wasn't that far apart. The fact that they put, you know, an M1, you know, basically what they have in their computers into that, I feel like it's cool to see the iPad Pro get even more investment and, uh, you know, actually become more pro, you know, to some extent. Yeah. You you know what I found kind of weird? Like, so first of all, 
when they're talking when they're talking about um, Apple Silicon and the Apple TV, yeah, it dawned on me that I completely forgot that Apple Silicon is in like iPhones and iPads and all this stuff already, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's just always been there. It's just I guess they never really talk about Apple Silicon that way, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, and then. Secondly, you're totally right though about the gap in iPad Pro. You know, talk about sales speak. It was yep. such a strange thing that they were comparing the performance of the newest, craziest iPad Pro to the first generation <laughs> ever iPad. Like, what a what a weird way to launch like yeah. the craziest. But, but at the same time, it, it like that that it is kind of cool because again, I think it, it shows you how, like the time scale Apple is thinking at right. Yeah. Like they're not just thinking about how much better it is from last year. Like um, it is cool t- for them to point out just how far things have come. Right. Even though it's a, it's a silly number. Like, and it's, it's hard to grasp. It's 75 times faster than the original iPad. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, I don't think it's surprising, but I think, yeah, it's cool to, to kind of like see that, like how far it's come. Um, but no, I mean, again, like a gorgeous device, you know, as usual, um, not a lot has changed with the design, but the display looks insane. Again, the display was already good. This seems like it's well, like this, another step better. Well, this kind of goes back to what you were talking about, about the iPad Pro being like such a crazy device. Like yeah. it's weird because at this point, I feel like it's it's the highest end like technology-wise device that they make, right? Like like yeah. no other computer has a mini LED uh, display. Exactly, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, it like, has Thunderbolt, like, just, which is like, you know, yeah. that, that was a pretty big deal that they, they've added Thunderbolt in it. And so... Yeah, um, I was worried at some point, like maybe the iPad Pro wasn't quite quite working out, and their whole you know they're trying to sell this being a desktop replacement. But it seems like they're doubling down on that. And if anything, the latest yeah, one yeah. is getting like a lot closer, right? Like yep. the fact that I think so you can hook up a 5K external display now, yeah. and because with Thunderbolt, like, and I, I think it, I don't know if they, they're going to change something so it actually acts like another like a separate display, but it seems like they are. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely pretty crazy kind of jump i think with ipad pro um but i think the biggest thing of the whole event uh to me at least new imax um so i don't know what your thoughts are on this again i was i was a bit i knew something was coming with imax but i think it was a bit surprising i think like there's some elements of of what they added not the fact that they released an m1 imac but a lot of other things that were just like very unexpected like i was not expecting Um, some of these things. I don't know how, like, how you felt about the yeah iMac. I think like the, here's 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 my thoughts. How, my thoughts have always been about the iMac. Like the iMac is a computer that I always wish I had. Yeah. Like like <laughs> like it's it's unfortunate because like again with work and lifestyle, it's like I can't justify my main computer being a desktop. It's just like you know a laptop hooked up to a monitor, keyboard, and mouse is just such way more versatile. Like, I don't want to deal with, oh, there's some, like, even with cloud storage and everything like that, yeah. I can't deal with, oh, half my stuff is on the iMac and ha- whatever. But the iMacs have always been, like, so nice, very affordable, you know, um, just, like, amazing. Like, yeah. I, I miss, like, a lot of times these days at home, working at home, I set up my computer, like, I put up my laptop to the side, like, like, I have a desktop and I love it. I love just kind of sitting down at my, like, desktop, basically. Yeah. Um and these new ones are like incredible. Like they look so nice. Yeah. And there's just so much going on in them, right? They're just like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you're totally like, right about, like, I feel that you're not, I don't think you're alone in kind of, especially with the 
number of de- other devices that, you know, it's very, it's probably very likely that, you know, someone buying an iMac probably has a lot of other Apple devices, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I don't think there's a lot of people there that the iMac is the only Apple device, you know, that, that you're getting. And I think they're really leaning into that, right? They're, they're like it, the old iMac, the previous iMac again was, was a aesthetically great device. And, you know, you, you you'd almost want to have it, you know, um, out somewhere, right? That's very visible and accessible. But I feel like they're they've leaned even more into that, right? Like, um, like the the power cable, right? Being oh. like braided and magnetic, like so cool. you you don't do and that color, un- color matched. Yeah, like you don't do that unless you know it's going to be out somewhere, right? Yeah, and you want that to be part of the the design and not just kind of an afterthought. Um, yeah, like I, I think again, same thing, like. I, I treat the iMac very similar to, like, in some ways, like an iPad, right? Like, yeah. um, it serves a purpose. It's a lot of it is not necessarily functional, right? And I think it is a great if, for people that are buying this as their main computer. I think it's probably a great, you know, device. But yeah, um, yeah, totally. I feel like they're really leaning into the fact that it might be kind of like you know, you might have a laptop as well, right? Or it might, it yeah, might just be yeah. a shared computer you have in, in in you know your house or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the design, like you know. They, 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 you know, the fact that, um, you know, the thing that blew me away was I don't know if you caught the they they showed a diagram of like how much of the inside is actually the CPU and cooling system, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. crazy because like you know it's this twenty four inch display or whatever, and it's literally like the bottom part of it, the bottom like yeah. 20 percent is where the computer is. Um, so I really want to see it in person, you know, like I the C, yeah. it seems like ridiculously thin, um, and yeah, like just. You know, like the again, I'm I'm very surprised nowadays when there's stuff that gets you know Apple puts out there that I w- I didn't see coming right because it, it's hard nowadays right everything seems like oh you know that's expected or I heard about it um, but the power adapter having an Ethernet port right like that yeah, yeah I was just like this is crazy like I like yeah this just seems like they didn't have to do that no I like yeah. I was I would not expect that right um, but it's really cool I feel like they really kind of leveled up you know, what the iMac was, right? And it looks better. It's more functional. I'm, you know, I'm sure with the M1, it's going to be, you know, the performance is going to be great. But um, well, yeah, really the, the pleasantly with, surprised. Yeah, the funny thing with the iMac, it, it's always been like this thing where I, like, I remember when I when I first saw like almost like IBM's version of the iMac, like growing up as a kid, yep. like there's this like kind of mini desk computer or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's weird that we get surprised by it because ultimately what they've crammed into an iMac is not really different from what they've crammed into a MacBook Pro, right? Like, totally. If yeah, they can fit exactly. it in that kind of form factor, of course they could fit yeah. it in a 24-inch screen or whatever, right? It, it's like it's it's a wonder why it hasn't been that thin before, yeah. you know? Like, this thing yeah. is thicker than a MacBook Pro for sure. Yeah. Um, but so a couple of things. So, so what I absolutely love um, so, by the way, the, yeah, you're totally right about that Ethernet c- cable thing because that feels like something that like a nice piece of furniture in a really modern art like furniture store yeah. would have. Yeah. Like, like it was this weird, this weird couch where like the leg is in a weird place or whatever, but it's very functional, but it's like super not normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what it feels like. Right. Yeah. But, but one thing I find super like almost pretentious not pretentious like it's a little bit like oh yeah you know you've got an iMac when is like <laughs> how they removed the apple logo from the front 
right? Like there used to be that Apple logo on the chin, and and I love that. I like I can't wait till the iPhone has no Apple logo on it. Like yeah, it's just yeah. the because they got down know, now. You know what it is. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, just, they're so good. <laughs> you know, if you think about like. You think about like an Eames chair or something like that, right? <laughs> like there's no Eames logo yeah. on it, right? Or or, yeah. or any of these fancy brands. Like yeah. Burberry. Burberry's a, not Burberry. Uh, there's some brand. What, what's the brand I'm thinking of? Gucci. Is it Gucci? I can't remember. Like there's some fancy brand that like their, their, their signature is like like a green and then a red and then a like stripe or whatever. I think, yeah, it's like oh, okay. Gucci or whatever. Yeah. Super luxury brand, right? Yeah. But, like they don't have the, like, I mean, they do have stuff that's like massive gucci or whatever yeah but yeah like i love that like the app because the apple the imac is like so like now at this point at least n- like no other computer looks like it you don't need that apple yeah. logo on the- now mine granted there's a massive apple logo on the back but like yeah. you know yeah it's 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 such a gorgeous computer um it's kind of interesting that they only, they only offer some of the colors in the higher end configuration <laughs> you know yeah there's kinda- again there, there are options like i think maybe the one criticism here is um you know, this is like a, you know, first, like, um, it's not a brand new uh, product, right? But, a you know, big generational update. Um, and there's maybe too many options, right? Like, I was very surprised, like, it's like seven colors, I think, uh, yeah. or something like that. But then you're right, not all the colors are at, like, the, uh, you know, entry level price point. So that that's confusing. Um, but I'm sure they have good reason for that um yeah it's interesting like i i I think i'm the same as you i'm like and i I, i've i've tried to like literally after i saw it i'm like trying to come up with reasons or like you know like oh like one where could this go and then two (laughs) like like what would be a good use of it right but yeah i mean again like it's a great computer and if anything i think the last year and the fact that you know for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be doing a lot more work at home. I actually think, you know, a device like that actually makes a lot of sense now, right? More so yeah. than it did before. Um, but it's hard. Like, I, I don't think, you know, if it comes down to those choices of like, would I use that versus a laptop, then it gets really difficult, right? I think yep. it's much easier, crazy crazy enough, um, to say it's a companion device in your life, right? <laughs> yeah. which, which is kind of crazy, right? But um yeah so so that's like well, it's, you know it's, yeah i mean this is the problem right like a, a, as good as a syncing and cloud and all that stuff goes it's it's yeah. never quite good enough right like, like i i for a while i got my old mac 2008 mac pro set up and i was using it and then every time i switch computers like oh right i forgot to yeah. download that latest commit of the code or this and that or whatever yeah. right it's yeah, never yeah. it's never the same as literally the computer you were actually working on yeah. is what you took home with you and you went to work. It's like, it's never that yeah. good, right? I, th- I think that is getting better and better over time, primarily because every, like everything's moving to the cloud, right? Yeah. And so I actually, I actually think the biggest thing is because, you know, so, much, so many of the things I use are just online, right? Yeah. Um, that like what, what's locally on my computer is very little now, right? Like yeah. it's, it's becoming that there's very little, but there is still some, right? Like, you, like, yeah. I don't think we're completely moved away from that. Um, the keyboard or actually keyboards that they yeah. release also very cool. Um, I was actually going to say like, you know, one actual benefit of, of touch ID. So, um, this is kind of crazy. Like they, they haven't done this before. I don't think, right? Like they have this new wireless Apple keyboard with a touch ID sensor built yeah. in. Which is kind of crazy because I think that means like there's a lot going in this key going on in this keyboard, right? Because yep. it's wireless. I'm sure they have to put some sort of like chipset inside to, 
handle the touch ID, but um, that was really cool, right? And they offer different versions, but um, you know, like things like the one thing, especially if you have more than one person using this computer, um, that actually makes it really attractive, right? As like a kind of shared device because touch ID makes it very easy to switch between users, right? I, I, yeah. I think really cool. you don't even have to, I think it just detects your finger and it just logs yeah, you into that. And it automatically yeah. switches. Yeah. It's really cool. So yeah. it's getting a lot better in terms of, you know, like everything's in the cloud and, you know, multi-users. Um, but yeah, it's still in that kind of iPad category of like, I don't think it's a necessity. Like it's a luxury device, I think for a lot of people, well, it's but a shame they're too. leaning into it's that. I think so. It's a shame too, because like it, it's quite cheap for what you get. It's like an amazing computer for what you get. Yeah. It's just that it's the, the problem is the fact that really good laptops are on the market, right? The fact yeah. that the MacBook air and, and the, M1 it's still more than a M one, uh, MacBook, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing. And it's kind of weird about the touch ID too, because, because I find it weird a little bit, their strategy with face ID and touch ID. Yeah. Like it seems like, like they were like when face ID was announced, it's like, no, we're doubling down on face ID. We're not going to do these under screen fingerprints or whatever. Face ID is the <laughs> way of the future. Yeah. And then it seems like they're like, like, like you remember the iPad that came out like last year or whatever, like iPad, the recent iPad air. Yeah, and instead of Face ID, it had a Touch ID on the button. Right, right, yeah. Right? And so they did a brand new kind of Touch ID implementation, and now they yeah. have Touch ID wireless on the keyboards. Where you'd think it would be very easy. Well, not very. Yeah, easy, out of all devices, like an yeah. iMac is like the ideal face Face yeah. ID device, right? Yeah, you don't even yeah. need a notch, right? Like that's what's, yeah. that's what's so amazing about the iPad Pro, right? Like, yeah. like there's no notch, but you have awesome Face ID, right? Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. This this kind of like. It seems yeah. like they're not quite settled on which one they want, right? Yeah, I'm really, I, I, I mean, I think there's like, it's good that they're maybe not sticking to something if they realize maybe like Touch ID does work better in certain cases. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I wonder why, I, I really wonder why that's, uh, you know, why they went that, that direction. Um, unless yeah. it's just really hard to do. Maybe Face ID is like, you know, not uh, cheap to do, right? And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it. Was there anything else from the event that kind of caught your, you know, your eye? I think that, well, was, that was pretty much. Yeah. I mean, just kind of. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. Like one of these classic things where like Apple holds out so long on doing something, and finally when they decide to do it, it's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is interesting that the iMac finally does have a 1080p uh, camera uh, front facing. Yeah. But, it, but the whole. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, it wasn't on the iMac, right? Was it on the iPad Pro that had center stage? Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that, that, there was a bunch of cool. like front-facing video improvements. iMac had yeah. you know uh, upgraded for the first time 1080p, and then yeah, center stage was pretty cool on on iPad Pro. Yeah, and then the last thing I was a little bit irked of because I don't think it's quite what I think it is. They're starting to use the spatial audio term now, not just for what we consider spatial audio, because the iMac right. has spatial audio, but I don't think yeah. it's like simulating like you know, you're turning your head and all this stuff right i think it's yeah literally just like dolby atmos like surround like, yeah yeah exactly, exactly yeah that's a good point so. yeah i wonder yeah it seems like they're they're kind of using that term more broadly yeah. um but i mean it's it's cool to see them acknowledge um basically it feels a little late right but i think the thing that i guess like i realized the other day was like like you and i you know like Again, like I upgraded, you know, video and audio stuff pretty early on, right? Yeah. Like as soon as I started working from home. But to be honest, I feel like like we're s- still in the minority. I think, right? Like, yeah. like I think most people like still 
um, you know, are still using whatever, you know, phone and, and cameras and stuff. And so like, it feels late, but the fact that they seem to be really leaning into improving the audio video experience when you're, you know, uh, on a video call or something, um, yep. it's good to see, right. Because I think it's, it's been a long time coming, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was really interesting. The, the kind of, uh, again, like it, it seems like they're really, um, relying on some of the smarts now right and so like 1080p camera is not like you know 4k is pretty standard now in a lot of webcams um but they're really leaning into like the fact that they can like image process it right um same with imac like pretty impressive audio and and, like mic array um so i don't know how well that's going to work but they're claiming that you can have like a noisy room and the mic will only pick up your voice right and so again they i don't think they would have done that unless you know pandemic hit right where a lot more people are are using it for that purpose but um yeah i think stuff like it'll be interesting to see how well that stuff actually works but good to see them kind of um you know invest in it i'm kind of uh, speaking of spatial audio though i am kind of disappointed that they didn't put some kind of u1 chip in the apple tv Uh, yeah like because that like yeah like i i know like the more i think about it i think there are some complications with that because your Apple TV isn't necessarily where your TV is, right? So, like, yeah. the position of the U1, like, like they yeah. probably have to do something where you have to be like, oh, tell us that the TV is here. Yeah, exactly. Where, but, where is, yeah. Yeah, but I want them to figure that out because I would love to watch I know. Yeah. A, a TV the way I watch the iPad, right? It's just, it's so, yeah. like, I, such uh, an amazing experience. Yeah, I, uh, you know, um, our our good friend Dylan, what are you bringing up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah had a his first spatial audio experience. And again, like this is I don't know what's going on with um because with with how they're they're doing spatial audio because it's really hard to find. Like like what like mostly from what do I watch to experience yeah. it, right? And yeah. like there's no there's nothing that tells you, right? Like yeah. and a lot of times I'm surprised. Again, like when I was watching um something on Disney Plus, right? I, I didn't even know that they added it. Right yeah, until I, I, I was like, yeah. "Why are my AirPods not working? This, why is the sound coming out of my iPads?" Like, no, it's it's just spatial audio, right? Which yeah, is how exactly. crazy it is, right? Like, yeah. and and so like it's it's crazy because again, our good friend Dylan, I would say tech savvy, you know, he he's you know, yeah. he knows he knows technology and and you know how to use things. Didn't know, I basically didn't know how like where how to test this out, right? So I had to basically yeah. say like, yeah, like open up Apple TV Plus, watch this specific thing, right? Um, but then as soon as he did, like blow, like blown away. Right. Like same, same experience, basically like, like, why does it sound like I don't have AirPods on? Right. Like it's, (laughs) it's it's such a shocking, like it's, it's that thing of like, of like disbelief. Yeah. (laughs) It, it, it makes you question like how your body works, you know, like (laughs) how do my eardrums work and why can they be fooled? And how easily they're tricked. (laughs) It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? You yeah. know, it, it's just, it's it's mind-blowing, right? You're like, it's one of those experiences where, like, this can't be real. Like, this doesn't yeah. this doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. So. But you're right. Like, that would be such a huge win. And, and like, again, it's, like, I feel like there's such a, and again, maybe a year from now, they're probably going to announce this, right? Like, it seems yeah. like it's going to be an obvious thing. But, you know, an Apple TV connected to some AirPods with spatial audio, that's probably better than 99% of like people's sound systems, systems right? No, totally. And the fact that you could have, you know, let's say two at least, right? Um, uh, AirPods connected. Um, that's really neat. That, that, that opens up a lot of possibilities from, 
you know, like what if you just want to watch something and, and, you know, it's like, um, it's late at night or something. You don't want to, you know, turn up the volume and, or you don't have a huge surround sound system, right? Like if you have an Apple TV, two pairs of AirPods, and it's very likely that, you know, like right now it's only available on the pro and the the max, right? But it's very likely that the next gen entry level AirPods might have it, right? So now you have like a really crazy audio experience for not a lot of money, right? Um, Well, not to mention like, I'm sure calibration of spatial audio in your ears and AirPods yeah. is way easier to do than say like calibrate, oh, because your room is a certain size and exactly. all stuff like that or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So if, like anything pure, purely on calibration, your sound is going to be incredible, right? Yeah. Like yeah. It's, just, it's just like, it's such a, here's the thing. I won't say it's underrated because everybody who's experienced it is like, oh my God, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. But it's such an under-advertised and under-talked about feature yeah like yeah like it's, it's so crazy how good yeah. it is like you think they would put a like you know like spatial audio supported or something like yeah you know or, or a little pop-up to say spatial audio enabled right like yeah because it's but so no there's incredible. nothing yeah yeah it's really interesting anyway yeah. yeah so, so yeah that was Apple event. I think uh, we pretty much covered covered everything. I feel I feel like our discussion <laughs> yeah. was as long as the you know event, what's, you know what's funny <laughs> is that like normally like I, I treat us even though we're an ETC like yeah. uh, podcast, um, that like we don't really do the in depth reviews or coverage. It's more like 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 we'll we'll kind of <laughs> pick something and kind of give our angle on it or whatever. Yeah. Um. You know, we'll kind of completely gloss over major announcements because that we're not like we're not delivering news. We're just kind of commenting on the news. Yeah. Um. And you know, if that you know and. Um, I feel like this is the first time we've actually kind of done like a kind of <laughs> in-depth like review or, or, or recap yeah, of, yeah. of the of the event. So yeah, um, yeah. All right. So yes, that's it. We are coming to a close on this season seven of the ETC podcast, episode sixty-six for this wonderful Thursday, April twenty-second, two thousand twenty-one. That is right. We are taking a hiatus. Um, as always, uh, it's an unknown hiatus. Uh, we will try to keep it below eight years. Um, <laughs> eight years is was the longest hiatus, and I don't think we'll ever do that again. Um, but we have no plans right now. It's it's we're gonna see how things go. You know, see a couple months from now, we'll see how things go. Uh, you know, yeah. I feel like the the thing about the ETC podcast is I never want it to really become a burden. It's something that I enjoy. I don't. I like there are very few things. I shouldn't say there are very few things. There's actually a lot of things now because I've I've refocused <laughs> my life. Because I've refocused my life into doing just things I enjoy versus doing things for yeah. business or employment gain or whatever. Um, ETC is one of them, and and I don't want it to ever be like, oh, we we need to get back to it because because we got to like grow our audience or whatever. No, yeah. no, no, none of that. Yeah. You know. But I think um, you know, like the the this season when we started, I think it was actually you know it again. This is selfishly uh, an opportunity for us just to like catch up on things right yeah <laughs> in a conversation no, totally. and so uh yeah I, I feel like um yeah this has been successful this season because of that right that yep. you know um yeah very enjoyable for for myself um to be able to just you know chat about this stuff uh you know for for an hour um and yeah i mean this was a uh, this is you know first i think first time we did kind of uh that sort of like special episode that someone suggested. And so maybe, you know, I don't know when we're going to be back, but if you have suggestions, you know, for us to uh, try out stuff, we can line up some ideas for uh, season eight and uh, who knows what's going to happen, right? Like maybe we'll, uh, 
uh, take some of those ideas. Uh, you know, maybe we'll come back with some new segments. I don't know what the uh, new kind of, you know, segments that we'll add on to our existing ones are going to be. But if you have ideas, let us know. Definitely. And, you know, as much as me and Aaron talk about, you know, doing this for ourselves and enjoying it, uh, we do heavily want to thank the people who actually do listen. Like we do yeah. have a small audience, but a very dedicated audience. You know, uh, it's it's one of the few things that I think. Uh, you know, you know, me and Aaron do a lot of projects, and you know, Aaron does a lot of stuff himself, and I do a lot of my things myself. And there's there's very few things that actually kind of catch on that that people regularly enjoy and listen to and stuff like that. And ECC podcast is definitely one of those. You know, uh, like I said, we have a small audience, but you guys are all dedicated listeners, and you write in. And you keep us engaged. And, you know, as much as we do this for ourselves, um, you know, you guys being part of it and listening for sure motivates us. And, you know, definitely, uh, you know, kind of pushes us to kind of do bigger and better things, you know. So uh, big thanks to the audience. Big thanks to, uh, you know, the regular listeners, the people who write and do your thing, the people who give us, you know, uh, uh, special suggestions, all this stuff. People who leave voice messages, emails, YouTube comments, all that stuff is very, very much appreciated. So, Definitely, yeah. Uh, okay, so that is it. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to email us at podcast.etc at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at the ETC Podcast. The ETC Podcast is currently hosted on Anchor.fm but distributed to all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts with subscriptions coming soon, Spotify <laughs> with subscriptions maybe in place already, and not Stitcher. We're not on Stitcher, actually, but we're on other <laughs> podcast platforms. Uh, you can also find our YouTube channel if you just search the ETC Podcast with Aaron Sedanker or Casey Lee. You'll find us. You'll find our glorious faces on there where you can watch us all day long and see our hair grow and our mustaches grow. And, you know, you can see me yawn because I get tired these days. You can see it all. <laughs> All in the, not in the raw, but all I, in the... Thank, thankfully, it's not in HD. Thank, thankfully, or 4K. <laughs> thankfully, it's not in 4K. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing how much low quality covers up a lot of not only human imperfections, yeah. but technical imperfections of, of lag and synchronization and all this stuff. Um, if you haven't yet figured it out, go back to episode, I can't remember what it is now, 62 or 61. There's a hidden puzzle in there that nobody has solved yet, actually. Oh, uh, that's right. Break. So yeah. yeah, definitely solve, try to solve that mystery. Um, yeah, but anyways, it's been an awesome season, guys. Season seven of the ECC podcast. Um, what I love about our return is that we're doing a very consistent season. Um, you know, I think we did about 12 or 13 episodes uh, this season, which is which has been an awesome run. Um, but thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, I don't think I really have anything else to say. Just keep an eye on yeah. our Twitter feed, and we'll announce when we're back. But as for now, that is it for this episode 66, Thursday, April 22nd, 2021 of the ETC Podcast. My name is Casey Lee, and sitting across the city from me, as always, is... Aaron Sedekar. We'll see you in the next season. Couch Dave. So good. Thank you.